Welcome to the Real Talk Weekly Podcast, where we discuss news, culture, life, and dive into deep conversations about our faith. Here's your host, Alan Reed. Iowa Town misplaces its time capsule. It's too risky to get married in your 20s, question mark. Uh, those are some of the topics we'll be talking about today on the Real Talk podcast. Good morning, everyone. I'm Alan Reed, host of the show. And today we have David Bullard. Yo. And the perspicacious. Wow. wow. Are you impressed? Actually, uh, I really am. I'm. Do you know what that means? No, I have no idea. It sounds a little sweaty. You have to look it up. Yeah, I, I was going to say with. perspiration. <laughs> oh, I have a ready insight and understanding of things. That's wow. I didn't with that word. That, so that is the word of the day. See if you guys can use it. I can't. I don't even think I even. Can I say am it. perspicacious. I Done. Don't I don't know. It just kind of came out. <laughs> Sure, so, sure, sure. It yeah. just casually rolled out of his mouth. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And sure. where's James? Man. He's sick. He has been Some struck, kind of virus or Struck infection. by the sick bug yeah, for the yeah. past three weeks. He has. He's I don't like to say bug because yeah. it's too close to stomach bug. We don't want to kick him when he's down, this. but he's down. He's down. He's yeah. Down. Kick him. Yeah. <laughs> so, James, if you're listening. We miss you. Well, you're probably back by now by the time this airs, but uh, we've missed you today. And um, yeah, so if this is your first time to uh, listen or watch us, uh, we typically do two or three dishes and then a deep dish. Uh, we'll dish out a few headlines mm. that probably you have not heard anything about because they're not that important. Because no, you know, zero. Sometimes they're weight. funny yeah. or they're interesting to us, but maybe they didn't make the, the newsreels or whatever. Mm. Uh, but then we'll have a deep dish, something a little bit more inter not, not interesting. They're all interesting. Yeah. A little no, bit more thoughtful. Yeah. Sometimes controversial. A little yeah. more faith based. Yeah. 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 A little bit more faith based. There's a good way. Yep. So uh, <laughs> so we're going to do that yep. today. That's going to be our outline. And um, yeah, but let's start with our icebreaker. That mm. way we can kind of get loosened up a little bit. Uh, we do have an article coming up on marriage and is it wise to get married in your 20s? So uh, I thought it would be good to start off. How old were you all? How old were we when we got married? Mm. And what was your biggest adjustment to the first year? So we'll start ladies first, Allie. Oh, great. She said I she specifically didn't want remember asking to go last. I could go if you don't want to go. Ladies first, David. Okay, yeah, ladies first. You go with it. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> um, I got married in 2018, How so I you? was 27? Mm. Question, mark? Question mark? Yeah, 27. Mm -hmm. Math. Yeah, just right after your birthday. Yeah. September 1st. Wow. Um, so we got married later in our lives. It's actually early compared to the average. Marriage. Sure. Hmm. But to... It felt late growing if, up a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. It felt late, yeah. Yeah. Um, but biggest adjustment... Um, I think it's the biggest adjustment is having to share everything. Mm -hmm. um, whether yeah, that's, that's like a good word, <laughs> like, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> ice cream is a big one. Yeah. I love ice cream, and my wife she loves ice cream, but she's more on the the salty side. Not like mean salty, but like food salty. <laughs> um, she loves chips and salsa, so. Not, chi not chips and salsa ice cream. No, no, no. Clarify. That just took a turn. No. Chips and <laughs> salsa. Just instead mm -hmm. of ice cream. But wow. having to share like the couch, having to share a blanket. I mm -hmm. can't share blankets with Lauren. She just steals them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's That was an adjustment is for sure. Though, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I grew up, well, I grew up being in apartments and stuff with 
roommates and stuff, but having it be your, your spouse having to share, that's a totally different thing. It is. Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest adjustment for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. I was 26 when I got married mm-hmm. and it feels really young, but again, it felt like I was so old getting married. Um, I think the biggest adjustment, there are funny little things, but I think the biggest one was we realized how much time we could spend with each other. And not that I got tired of Michael and not that he got tired of me no, quickly, but no, it was just of like, course not. you're like always here. Yeah. Like I, and <laughs> Sharing that's what, time. That's yeah. definitely a big one. And yes. that's what you hope for when you're yeah. like dating and engaged. Like, oh, if I could just spend like another hour, but I have to go home or whatever. But then when you're married, you're like, are you sure you don't have any errands you need to run on your own? You need to yeah. spend a whole day at the, well, you know, that's at the car dealership. That's depending on the person's personality yeah for sure. i'm not a quality time person i have learned to become more quality time mm-hmm. yep. but um i like michael didn't require that much of me thankfully he learned that pretty pretty early on but then we had all this time and it was like okay you need to make plans to spend with your <laughs> friends i need to make plans to spend with my friends right yeah. because that's healthy then we haven't mm-hmm. like neglected our friendships and been only focusing on each other but yeah. it was also, just fun it's yeah. fun to find out how much time you actually get to spend with each other. Yeah. And if you want to see how we communicate and react to our spouses, we do have an episode. Oh, we do. Of That's just true. Our spouse, <laughs> not Alan's spouse, but no, I was we, Poor uh, Ashley. Oh, I was yeah. But we have a <laughs> funny great. episode. If you want to go back and watch that, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It was. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um. So I was I was 22 back in 1940. An infant. Yeah, Ashley yeah. was 24. <laughs> so, so yeah, we were on Whoa. the young side. Alan, I was barely. 22. You don't say how old Ashley is. I didn't say how old. Yeah, she you is. I said how old she was. She oh. was 24. We've been married for well, 20 now years. Now we know. Now she can do the math. No, no, but I didn't say how old she was. <laughs> you just did. We can all do the math. <sighs> I hope, yeah. anyways. She's old. Oh no! Um, That's yeah. it. This is the last older. time we'll see Alan. Um, yeah, um, the biggest adjustment the first year was probably on her, you know, than on me. Uh, I was telling you guys this before, so I'll go ahead and share it. But after our first year, you know, we celebrated our first year, and I was like, "Babe, we made it!" And uh, <laughs> wasn't it great? And she didn't look near as excited as I was about that. And she, and I just said, "Well, uh, wasn't it great?" And she goes, "Yeah, it was great. It was good." And I just, "No, what? What? What is it?" She says, "Well, there's there's just a lot to get used to." And I'm like, "Well, mm. what?" And she said, "And then well, she like, pulled out a scroll and, went, <laughs> and it was all written down." I'm like, yeah, it's like your, well, under, your underwear you on asked. the floor, you know, leaving things around. You know, she's the organized one. I'm the free spirit, and I think, yeah, I was very free with mm. where I laid everything. Things. Yeah, yeah. So, but yep. she's. Well, we're still married. She hasn't mm-hmm. hasn't left me over that yet. So, have yeah. you become a little more organized? Would Actually, you say? I have. I think in my older years, mm-hmm. I, like I enjoy doing the dishes, which is weird. It's fun. It's I, fun. Yeah, do you hand wash so. or do you use your dishwasher? Both depends. Mm-hmm. Depends on what it is. Okay, hold up. Are you one of those people that just takes a dish that's dirty? And puts it in the dishwasher. No, you rinse actually, it first. no. Yeah, you have to clean that. You dish actually first. have to wash the dish yeah. before you put it in. Yeah, because the dishwasher doesn't do a good job. No, and it, it, it dries on there, and it's even harder to clean. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Michael yeah. and I have had this conversation because he mm-hmm. like enjoys hand washing dishes. I don't mind it, but it's not like my go-to. If we've mm-hmm. got a dishwasher, I'm going to use it. But he does this thing where he'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to wash them by hand," and then 
like they're starting to stack up a little bit. And my <laughs> kitchen is spotless when I go to bed every night. So nice. if there's a dish in there, you better put it away before I see it because mm-hmm. then I'm going to be fuming about having to f- yeah. taking care of it for you when but you said Lauren you would. Lauren cannot go to sleep if she knows that there's dishes or stuff yep. in the in the kitchen. She has a hard time. Ashley's actually gotten better about that. I think I've yeah. loosened her up over the years. The thing that I had to get used to before we went on vacation or maybe we left for the weekend to go see her parents or my parents, the house had to be spotless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you like, die while you're on a trip, we're people need here. to know but, yeah. <laughs> that, you that you were, were clean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate it now because I get to come back and it's not like, oh, man, look at this place. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's clean. Get home late, crawl into a freshly made bed. Yeah. It's perfect. So she's, she's helped me out a lot over the years. That's, that's literally the only reason why we have to clean is so when we get home. <laughs> she's like we don't have to do we anything to we do go anything. to bed it's so smart it's yeah. so smart yep i, I don't know it stresses at, me at out. first it would kind of annoying but i've learned it doesn't annoy me it just stresses me out it. yes it's because like, we're we're usually like in a rush trying to pack stuff and she's like cleaning up and vacuuming i'm like what what are you doing we need to pack <laughs> she's like pack the car i'll take care of this that's uh, we, how i feel we could talk about this forever yeah even just like going on trips yeah. I'm always in a bad mood. We're, I mean, why? Lauren and I were in Haiti for my our parents first were always in a bad mood going on on vacation. It was just like stressful. Same. So I get like really tense. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Actually, I don't know why I'm so tense." Don't talk to me. I don't yeah. know. Right? Yeah. Just get <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. She starts crying yeah. in the airport. Yeah. Say, so Lauren and I happens. were in Haiti for our first anniversary on a on a wow. mission trip. That's so a that special was fun. way to spend wow, it. That is cool. Yeah, it was I've cool. I've heard of others doing that. There's another couple who's actually going to forgo their um, honeymoon their honeymoon to go on a mission trip. <gasps> That's cool. With me and like a group of people. <laughs> I can understand why they uh, want to go with me, but oh my. on their honeymoon, come nah. on. Yeah, nah, they're, they're great. And I That's really awesome. hope you go on the mission trip. But, <laughs> it uh, felt like we were on a mission trip for our first anniversary because we were in Eureka Springs. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We went to um, Cancun and we got lost. We thought we were going on like the bus that all the vacationers go on. Oh, no. But it was all the workers from the hotel we were staying at. No. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a whole other story. I'm not sure why I'm talking about that. That's fine. But we need to get into our dishes (laughs) and our deep dishes. It's time for the dish. Who wants to go first? What's your dish? And I'll go first. Okay. Go. Allie still hasn't told us what hers is. Yeah, yet. I'm doing so, a surprise dish. Surprise dish. dish. <laughs> That's what I call dinners. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Surprise. Surprise. Anyways, so let me preface this dish by just saying, you know, some of us are really bad about keeping up with things mm-hmm. you know, like our keys. Sometimes we lose our phone or wallets. Um, for me, I actually have trackers on most of my stuff because I'm pretty forgetful. I need them. Um, so... <laughs> this article. So if you think you're bad about losing your stuff, uh, it's not as bad as the little town of Sheldon, Iowa. Mm. Um, Sheldon. So the the article is titled, I- Iowa Town Asks, where did we put our time capsule? <laughs> <laughs> they lost, they their, lost time- their time capsule, which to be fair, that's probably something pretty easy to lose. But There's a lot of cornfields in Iowa. And there you, are. It's probably hard to remember which one you buried it in. Yeah, but it's kind of important. I mean, it's a big deal. You would think they would have meticulous yes. notes on. Mm-hmm. So like they could have lost them. It's guess. fair to lose a time capsule. It is not fair to start this whole process of doing this celebration for 150 years and planning it out, setting a date, and then finding out the whole centerpiece of the event. They cannot find. 
<laughs> so the whole event is already planned out, right? And yeah. so they they are starting to ask people around town if they're like, do you guys remember the last time we did this celebration? Do you remember where we put this? And they're like, well, I that think it was funny. over here. And another person was like, oh, no, I think it's over there. So get this. They have to reschedule their celebration. So it's not <gasps> technically on their 150th anniversary. But they're hiring a firm to come in and radio, like, <laughs> find it in the ground for them. Wow. No, you know it's That's some weird. punk teenager dug it up and is just holding it <laughs> no, in their closet. It's some dog. You oh, know yeah. it's some <laughs> dog that just, like, buried it. A junkyard like, dog? Yeah. Uh, I don't know but why anyways, it's a junkyard dog. They, uh, they're having this firm come in and find the time capsule for them. So obviously, uh, this town of 5,000 people, your taxes are going up. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to deal with oh, it. Oh, my goodness. 18, so it's 1870-something is when this thing was 1870, or No, it was founded in 1872. So I think yeah, that so it, it was for the 50th or 100th. Anniversary, they buried the time capsule. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. Well, I mean, to be fair, who are they asking? Those people Old probably, people. yeah, their memory might not. Well, yeah, serve and them probably well. that's where we'll go to the oak tree down on <laughs> it's the Main one, Street and with the yellow ribbon tied around it. And well, yeah. the unfortunate thing is everything. the 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 best part of this whole thing is says the time capsule capsule was buried fifty years ago during the centennial celebration and over time its specific location became a bit fuzzy. <laughs> mm, that's so funny. And so they, uh, a bit fuzzy. Apparently a lot of people 50, have said it's under 1972. Yeah. I mean, that was a year I was born. Yeah. They should know. There <laughs> was almost know. computers by then. Yeah. But apparently kind of it's, it's under like places that have like cement on them already mm. like roads and oh. sidewalks that's so if they find it they got a bit like they have to break this town open. is about to be torn up yeah mm-hmm. because of this one little time capsule that they forgot where mm. it was where would you guys bury your time capsule if you had one mm. 50 years from now your grandkids are gonna open it up and so where would you bury it under culvers oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really smart yeah yeah might be a little expensive, but yeah. I'll find a place at Culver's and I'll bury it there. I don't know. I don't know. Everything's getting torn apart here. Yeah, that's the. It would be hot, harder and <sighs> makes me a little emotional. Who knows? In fifty years, you know, we may not own anything, but still be happy. And so, you know, I would bury land. it in the metaverse. Ooh. Yeah. I would wow. bury it in a cemetery, disguised as a person. A person. Mm-mm. Yeah. Just what would that like, person's name be? I don't. I haven't thought that far. Cap. <laughs> Cap. Last name Sewell. Got to dig up. Yeah, it'd probably be illegal to dig up Cap in fifty years, but I mean, you have to convince them that you it's can't not a move person. cemeteries, really, can you? Oh, I mean, they can. Oof. Yeah, I guess they. Yeah, they just they build on can. top of it. If there's a highway Ugh. moving through or something, that's like that. so sad to me. Isn't that the premise of uh, uh, Poltergeist? They built on top of you know, an Indian... No, I've never seen any scary movies. So. Indian yes. burial, burial ground? Everything's on top of an Indian burial ground, though, yeah. when you think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay, the, this may take too much thinking. What what would be, like, one item you'd want to make sure and put in your capsule for, like, 50 years later? So mm-hmm. you, you guys are in your upper 20s, lower 30s, so you... Yeah. you 
there's a good chance you'll be dead, but your grandkids will be alive. So <laughs> for them, not for you, but like for your grandkids. But I want to put something in there like mm. ironic, uh, mm. like a I phone think, charger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, um, like that's where I put my phone. Charger. Oh, that's what. Yeah, something like a toy that I loved as a child. So like, I had a doodle bear. I loved my doodle bear, or like a a troll, or like a Furby. <laughs> Yeah, Furby makes more sense, but yeah. that'd be really scary to bury Furby in a cemetery. I feel like that's just bad. You know, juju. it would speak. Yeah, yeah, wake up alive. Yeah. Ew. Oh, but that's the perfect place gremlins. to bury it. Also, yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah, they really are gremlins. I hated mine. Kind of. I'm so boring. See, you guys are thinking of creative, funny, interesting. I said things. phone charger, so that was kind of interesting, though, in a way. Or my diary. See, there, there you go. go. I was thinking more in that line. I want to put like some pictures in there. Yeah. And like a journal. Like my, I can tell with my parents, they're in their upper uh, 70s. My dad's like, I can tell he's like realizing what do we want to pass on? Like Aww. I just helped them move. They moved from a 3,000 square foot home to 1,000. Oh, wow. So they're having to figure out what do we keep. You know, and of course, all mm-hmm. this stuff that they've had forever, you know, it's hard to, to let go of, but it's like really important that they pass on their. Um, their heritage and, and everything mm, else. So. I'm too sensitive for this topic. Yeah. So yeah, probably a <laughs> journal with interesting stories about your life. That was one thing I wrote. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyways, good. yeah, mine was serious, but boring. All right. You want to share your article? Sure. Totally, totally different direction. Um, it's, it's slightly morbid. Oh. Uh, once again, Hollywood ruins us, right? So... Chicago Fire production set Ooh. in Chicago. Chicago Fire? Is mm-hmm. that the TV That's show? That's the TV show. Okay. Oh. Yep. With fake, fake firefighters. Oh, good. Actual couple blocks <clears throat> over, some shots are fired and a real fire breaks out. It's like being a doctor in a show. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So all these poor people, these residents, see all these firemen. Wait, so like oh. unfortunate people, not like poor yes, people. Yes, sorry, not yeah. status, uh-huh. but like all these unfortunate, <laughs> poor unfortunate souls yes. are watching things go up in flames surrounded by firefighters who aren't helping them. Wow, that is morbid. Yeah, oh. that is rough. Isn't that? But I'm like, we literally have, just don't film. You know what I mean? Just don't film on the streets anymore. Well, yeah. The movie studios are so good. Yeah. (sighs) Surely it was obvious to the people, like, oh, there's cameras. They can't. I think, but also that would be kind of if your home is burning and you're not in the right state of mind, just the idea that somebody's watching you and not helping. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. But then, of course, like the photos that go with the article are (laughs) like very recognizable actors, like holding people and i think that that is like actually from the the shoot itself Mm. instead of this whole situation but yeah so you can imagine the um, frustration when the real firefighters arrived there to do their actual jobs Mm -hmm. and just i think i would just be hacked off if i showed up and yeah i don't know that's just really unfortunate it just it is just poor timing of events but in in a way it was a little comical to me that like yeah, they can't do anything. None of them are trained. Had it sure. been Tom Cruise and somebody say, needed a flight, yeah, I'm just fine. saying he could have. That's that literally where my brain went. Like, yeah. he probably could have. If the people the from the new Top Gun needed to fly mm-hmm. 
a fighter yeah. jet. Yeah. Like, Let's go. We need to do yeah. a whole episode just on Top Gun. Yes. The movie. Oh. It was amazing. Honestly. Awesome. I bought it already. Yeah. It's, it's. Oh, I need yeah. to get that. It made me think of Joe on Friends and him being Dr. Drake Ramore. Drake Ramore. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not Kinda a real doctor. use that uh, title every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, so it was just sad. Um, but yeah, I don't think there were any deaths or injuries. So that's well, good. that's good. Right. Except mm-hmm. for property loss. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> what a bummer. Yep. That is a bummer. Uh, I have an article. A Whoa. Dish. I got a dish. Whoa, dish it out. I do. It, is, it was actually Too one of your secret. articles. So oh, okay. I liked it. <laughs> nice. I thought it was good. So, so Alan means that I he's will got give David's credit. Dish. I think it was you who found this. It was on uh, the words that came out this month. And the, yeah, that, that one. I thought was that was kind of fun. Yeah, that Ooh, is fun. Ooh, yeah. That was so, a good I was going to share with you guys a couple of words. That this are is now fun the and sad at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, Three different words that are now newly in the new Merriam-Webster dictionary. See if you can figure out what these are. This one you guys should know because you're young. Mm. Young and hip. Vibrant. So I have some questions about this if you guys know this word. Okay. Okay. Yeet. Oh, yeah. Yeet. 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 Yeah. Oh, so you okay. Yeah. So you've answered my question, but what is it? It's more of a reaction. First of all, if you are 50 years old and up, do you know this? I think not. I feel like it has multiple I I've seen definitions. It. I it think I've, have I've multiple. seen this. You have seen yeet? I've seen yeet. I've s- I, no, have, no, no, no. I have seen the yeet. <laughs> no, I'm and like, I have understood I've seen the yeet. Used. I've seen it used and I'm just like. I'm like, he's got right. a special skill. Yeah. None of us have seen sense, yeet. You have so what's the slang? What is the slang? I see yeet. <laughs> what is the slang for, okay, for so yeet? Wait, yeet. it's also yeah, yeah. This Say like, it, but pronounce it in the different forms with the different definitions. The way well, you pronounce it is the definition too. I okay, think. so yeet. <laughs> what is yeet? And then what is yeet? So yeet <laughs> means you're like <laughs> that, throwing something really far. You're like chucking it. Yeet. That is. Yeah. But I also Holy feel like cow. yeah, yeah. And then if you're like yeet, it's like, like oh, that's boy, like oh that's, dang, that's not oh, good. shoot. Okay, that's like <laughs> yeet. Yeet. Yeah. Like, it's just yeet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeet. It's that's not oh, a, there's the, no tea at the end of that. What is the English definition? It's like automatopoeia where it like yeah. you're personifying a, the, an emotion the a sound. Noise, yeah. 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 Okay. It's a, noise is what it is kind yeah. of thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll get that. So And then sometimes I feel like if you go like yeet, like that's an agreement. Yeah. Like mm. that's good. That's yeah. a good word. Yeet. <laughs> this uh, I feel says stupid. it's so deep. Yeet it's a, is deep. It it is. I'm in some deep yeet. The dictionary definition is used to express surprise okay. or oh. approval. Oh, yeah. Yeet. Yeet. Or excited enthusiasm, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The surprise? And then the other one is to me? throw, especially with force. Yeah. Yeet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeet. So yeet. would you use that like in the baseball? Yeah. Like if you're like baseball? throwing. <laughs> He's throwing he some said, yeet. Would you use that <laughs> in heat? the <laughs> baseball? Yeah. <laughs> He's throwing some real yeet here. Yeet. Yeah. You could. For these Gen Zers now, they would get that. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Wow. That Alan, is in so, our dictionary. So that Alan, was I can't wait for you to use that. Yep. I'll have to use that maybe in the next episode. Don't, no. don't let us I'll know surprise. it's coming. I want you yeah. to use it on the streets. <laughs> All right. Here's one. And you guys might know this too, but I've never heard of it. Meat space. Meat mm, space? That is disgusting. M-E-A-T. Not M-E-E-T, but M-E-A-T. Meat Ew. space. Never heard of it. I don't want to know about that. Never heard of it. I thought it makes sense when you hear about it. Um, so me, it's a new word. Hold I, on, maybe let me, not let a me new guess. word. Is this a place like a place that has meat? 
Oh, no. I'm going to go in no. your head. It means your head. No. Oh, that one was funny. Yeah, I guess. It, no, uh, it's like, like the yeah. if you're thinking about, you know, you have uh, cyberspace, you have meta the meta. What do you call that? Metaverse. 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 Yeah. So meat space is just the actual real physical world. Ew. I hate that. I'll so never use the that. physical oh, world no. and environment, especially as a contrast with a virtual world or cyberspace. Meet space. Let's let's don't meet on Zoom. Let's let's meet at meet space. Disgusting. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. I feel space. like I'm Next. living Next in a word. burrito. I just kind of think of I don't know. Meat. Body. Did you say meat in the, <laughs> the emphasis of yeet? Meat. You just meat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my no. gosh. Oh, this is, yeah. I, I, sometimes I imagine Pastor West listening to this like, what is the purpose of this? We'll get to <laughs> we'll it get with a deep we'll dish, Pastor West. Be patient meat. with us here. Nice. So that's Ew. that's the word. Uh, the last one, think um, economics here. Okay. Okay. Shrinkflation. Oh, yeah. I, I know what this one is. Do you know what this is? Mm-mm. I did not pay attention to my economic. It's you you a, will know what this is. It's not an economic term. It's more no, or less just, just a, slang for things that happen. So little inflation. It, What's no, that? The trend of no. So shrink, oh. shrinkflation is that the word? Mm-hmm. Is the fact that you are physically getting less of an item, but the price went up. Uh, so think yeah. like, well, the price didn't go up, but you're getting less of that item for the. Or same. it could have gone up. Yeti yeah. tumblers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 16 ounces as opposed to the 40 ounce or whatever. Right. But and also, now you're paying twice as much for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yep. Or so, like a gallon of milk. So instead it's of just yeah. under a gallon, but now you're paying, paying oh, the same price, more. but for less of it. Yeah. And like the Starbucks, that conspiracy theory, or I guess it's not a theory anymore. They've proven. Wait, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. So there's like this whole trend that you can, you can watch it on. I don't have TikTok, but you can watch it on TikTok, YouTube, all this. People take like the different size cups and you're getting the same amount of coffee, but due to the ice that they put in your cup, you can actually like pour it into each size. I hate Mm. that. So there's shrinkflation for you. Yeah. That's a great example. Drink coffee and it won't be a problem unless if it's iced coffee, but. Oh, it's a problem. Also, I think so. I want to be on this team that makes these words. I know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. This is my spiritual so, gift. Yeah. It really um, is your spiritual gift. Adorkable. I didn't write down the definition <laughs> of that one, but you can kind That's of That's just like idea. a cute nerd, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that is. Yeah. So. Just. Adorkable. <laughs> Aw. Aw. Yeah, so sweet. He's, he's so adorkable. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Is that cool. the only other one? Uh, yeah, those. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was actually an additional one. I wasn't planning on doing that one. That so yeah, kind of fun there. All right. So now we're gonna go so to good. the deep dish, right? Deep dish. This one's <laughs> interesting. We need like audio cues between each of these. We do. I think we need to Should create we like a some deep dish. Deep <laughs> dish. <laughs> yeah, we need a little. We like, can do a jingles. four part harmony. Can you work on that? <laughs> kind of part of your job. Okay. Yeah, I guess I will now. Call them out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeet. Producer. Yeet. Four part harmony. (laughs) Just yeet. yeet. (laughs) Can you say yeet? (laughs) You can't say he's got he's got yeet. That doesn't make sense. No. No. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. 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 We're going to the deep dish now. It's the deep dish. Deep dish. Okay. Is it too risky to get married in your twenties? Really, really interesting article uh, in the New York Times came out in February, and 
like even watching you guys read this article and seeing like the surprise on your face, like, oh, wow, this isn't where I thought it was going to go type of thing. And Mm -hmm. so um, but really interesting. I'm going to encourage everyone to read it. And I do think you have to have a subscription, but usually you can kind of there's a free. um, We can link this. Can we not? The I don't think that's really legal since mm. Alan already paid for it. Hey, but I'm paying for everybody. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's Christmas gift. Think, Articles on me. I think they have one free article. <laughs> yeah. So you could probably read it. Just make sure you read yes. it all at and that time. Don't read anything else from the Wall Street <laughs> Journal. <laughs> so um so yeah, really interesting article. And so here's the premise of it. The thinking goes that uh, not getting married young, like 22 or 20, you know, that that is probably frowned upon a little bit. But waiting till you're in your, you know, 30, 29, 30 years old, that's kind of the average now, is uh, healthier because you're more mature, you're more likely to stay together. And it is true that getting married later in life in today's society, especially with the way that people date and move in together before they get married and all that, kind of the common customs that that probably is a better way to go if you're not going to maybe live, quote, a Christian lifestyle and do things according to to the Christian faith. And so, um, but... um, yeah, it was just an interesting article on that. And mm-hmm. they found, they discovered that there is also another um, segment of society where they see a very high rate of success and low divorce rate. And it is among 20-somethings, young 20-somethings that never cohabitate before they get married. And so you read this article and it's just really good, solid, old-fashioned advice and, uh, you know, which wait. is surprising coming from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also just from our society in general. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so so let me ask you guys a question. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. One, when you heard about this article, because you guys saw the link, you couldn't read the whole thing because you didn't pay for it. <laughs> no, you didn't pay. It's for not it. in my budget. Yeah. And so I went ahead and, and paid for a subscription just to get the article. I wanted to get this article. I feel like there's an episode of The Office. Yes. Just like and this. so you guys were reading it and everything. Everything, and you guys seemed a little surprised. I guess maybe were you surprised? Why were you surprised? I It just doesn't fit with the concept in my mind about how our culture is right now. Like, I, I am maybe shocked that there is like a group of people out there who maybe wouldn't classify themselves as believers but live a very traditional view of marriage lifestyle and aren't living with each other. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and I have friends like this, so I don't know why it's that shocking, honestly, but they do have great marriages and they're mature people in their marriages and they have Mm -hmm. stayed together for years or their marriage is great and I have no concern for them. But so it's just kind of interesting because everything in our culture paints, paints it differently. Like you, Every TV show, every movie is almost praised for your relationship getting to the point where you can live together. And like, that's a big deal. And, you know, th- those conversations happen and stuff. So this was just really shocking to me, I think. Yeah. Same reason. Yeah. I think uh, there's a couple of quotes in this whole article that are just really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them is the, it's later on the article and it's from psychologist Galena Rhodes. Mm hmm. Uh, she says, uh, we generally think that having more experience is better, 
But we, what we find for relationships is just the opposite. Having more experience is related to having a less happy marriage later on. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just, it's one of those things that like in the Bible where it's talking about in the Old Testament, it's like, don't eat pork. It's bad for you. You know, like kind of the, the kosher kind of way of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the diet is, you kind of find out like, hey, this diet actually really is good for you mm-hmm. and I shouldn't eat bacon. Um, and it just leads to problems. It's funny how just common thought of, you know, like applying that to marriage, like if you don't have a relationship or cohabiting relationship before you get married, you're going to have more successful marriage. It's kind of like, duh, like that makes a lot of Mm -hmm. sense. And it's funny how the world is realizing that, you know, like we've known that as Christians, you know, like the Bible tells us that we're, we're Mm -hmm. supposed to not do that, but and it's funny the world is kind of catching up to that thought yeah. process. I love it when that happens, not out of like a oh, "told you so" kind of yeah. a thing, but it's just more of like, <laughs> you know what, God, you know, He lays these foundations and He He puts these things in place for a reason. It's good for us. It's, it's like healthy it, it's for designed us. that way. Yeah, oh, weird, shocker. you know. But but it's cool to see when society when. People who are kind of assuming an answer, surprise, yeah. and it and it points back to what most of us that have grown up maybe in a more traditional home or in a traditional Christian home. It's like man, this is what we've been taught all of our lives. But I think we also forget that not everyone's been taught this all their lives. No. And um, and not living together before you get married would be as equally maybe shocking or maybe even disappointing in some circles than it would be for our parents, you know, if we mm-hmm. would have done the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so here, here's some of the highlights just so everyone can get the gist of it. Um, you know, the premise of the whole article, the research shows that marrying young without ever uh, living together with a partner makes some of the lowest rates of divorce, which, you know, it says a lot because one, we don't have to wait until we're 30, mm-hmm. you know? And you really think about like, you know, for a woman to get married at the average age at 29, there's already that tension of, man, I need to start having kids soon. Yes. All Everything's that kind of, rushed. Right. I feel like. Yeah. And and we've talked about this before, maybe, maybe even on a different episode, that there are a lot of things in society that is pushing against the idea of getting divorced in a traditional way. I don't know how many couples that I've done premarital counseling for over the years that just we made a decision to move in together because it would just made financial sense, you mm-hmm. know, paying for two different uh, mortgages or rents and, and how expensive it is these days. You know, there's so many things that kind of push against that. But seeing this, it just gives good clarity as you know what, there's good reason uh, if you're a young person, you're in high school, you're in college, you're just out of college to be not to be afraid of getting married early. If you're in love with this person and it's right and, um, it, it, you know, from and, and then from a pastoral standpoint that your wife for getting married are all healthy, good reasons. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to get married and not wait, you know, because the temptation to move in together, the temptation to move that relationship further because you're you're dating for years, you know, mm-hmm. instead of you know, for a year or whatever that is, or two years, uh, those temptations and those struggles go up. And so, but, but it goes on to say here that the normal way of thinking for years, if you're thinking from a, maybe an outside of the Bible thinking is, is that 
that experience living with other, you know, living together first or having uh, plenty of experiences where not only are you living with someone, but you're having maybe maybe you slept with a few different people. Uh, all those experiences will benefit and add up to wiser choices. Right. It's kind of what they're saying. That was the, the thought. But this article saying it's actually wrong. And, and it makes sense. It made me think about it. And yeah. It's like, you know, if I had slept around with two or three people before I met Ashley, or I had lived with one or two people before Ashley and I lived together, yeah, during those low moments when you're just kind of fed up, which we all have, mm -hmm. it probably would draw your mind back. You know what? Back then, it wasn't mm -hmm. ideal, but you kind of think of those things can be right. ideal. It would add a whole lot of pressure and temptation just to say, man, used to be better. And yeah. And... and Maybe it was, or maybe it wasn't, you know, whatever, but just having that, those added uh, memories are actually baggage that can weigh down and the relationship. That's what this article yeah. is mm -hmm. saying. And we and, already knew that. Yeah. yeah. And you, it's just saying that you're constantly playing that comparison game. The yeah. article is saying, you know, like you have all these experiences and then you're constantly comparing your spouse or your person you're in a relationship with to other people. Yeah. And Obviously, that's a detriment to the relationship rather than a benefit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to read these two paragraphs and then we'll kind of, uh, I mean, we'll have some closing thoughts here. Uh, it, it, it's so funny how they were this. We don't know precisely why young women who <laughs> marry directly in their 20s without cohabitating, uh, cohabitating have uh, comparative, comparatively low divorce rates. It is less experience breaking up, fewer previous partners for comparison, a greater sense that marriage uh, is at a different relationship status, or the fact that such women are disproportionately religious. Uh, it's not clear. You know, it's so funny, you know, that this is just still kind of like they're just trying to wrap their minds around this. Uh, what is clear is this if you are a young woman, and, and by the way, this is. They researched 55,000 women. I guess they did interviews with them uh, through this. So their research was with 55,000 women uh, and coming up to a consensus of this. But it says, if you're a young woman thinking about getting married but worried about divorce, our research suggests that you need not wait until you're 30 so long as you found a good partner and don't move in with anyone until after your wedding day. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? We came to this conclusion and you're like, <laughs> that's already been a conclusion for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, I find it encouraging and uh, especially in a day and age when there's so many challenges going on and so many things that are encouraging young people to wait. Uh, you know, one of them is, what is it? Global warming. People are not oh. getting married because of global warming or the what? end of the, yes. Yeah, it's weird, weird stuff. And it's like, I don't want to have any kids because I don't want them growing up in this crazy world. I've heard that one a lot. The world That's has, been around for a long time. The world has always been crazy. It's always been bad. The world has always been crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyways, yeah. Any any other thoughts? Or? I, another angle where this actually makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, it's still perplexing that like we're just now all on the same page about this. But um. So much of your 20s to 30s is figuring out who you are. Mm -hmm. And they're, I don't, I can't remember what like the phrase for that decade is, but it's, um, they're difficult years, right? Mm -hmm. And so you go through your 
quarter life identity crisis. You're trying to figure out your career. You're trying to figure out your future and you've got like 10 years to do so. So it makes sense to me that getting married young, you go through all these really difficult grown up things with your best friend. And so that makes sense that those would mold you together. And so you're divorce rates would be lower if you have walked through these really, really hard years of understanding who you are better um, and then moving into the future with them. I used to be scared of the idea of getting married young for multiple reasons, but mostly just because I, I wanted, I'm very independent. So I wanted to do my own thing and Mm -hmm. wanted to be established and know who I was really before I ever invested in someone else. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I feel like I have a lot of friends who I'm seeing get married younger these days too, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, there's also this little part of me that's like, I'm scared for you, but, <laughs> but not really. But like mm-hmm. you said too, Alan, I really love that. I really love when, uh, principles like biblical principles come to life for someone without ever having to like give them the gospel. Yeah. Like they figured out things that make sense to them. And so now when you share the gospel with them, they've already kind of had a foundation built on their own. And so anything you share with them is going to click, I feel like so much easier. And so I think it's awesome that this is kind of where we're trending. And hopefully this small segment that was tested is a, is a good representation of the larger picture of our population. Yeah. I, I just really thought the, in the article, halfway through they give examples of specific people on both sides of the, Mm -hmm. the stance and the couple that they gave, um, the example of getting married, uh, it says, uh, newly married 20 something couple, um, from Dallas. We kind of figured (laughs) out if they were actually Christians or not, because everyone from Texas automatically (laughs) Christian. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, um, and they got married at 24. So right here it says they got married on the younger side of this this age range. Um, and they're just talking about like their friends made fun of them for getting married so young. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they ask them, their friends, like when they got married with that who were cohabitating beforehand, uh, they're just like, well, to be honest, it's not that different. You know, like it's not any different than what I was doing before we got married. So there's not really there's no hype. There's no benefit of getting married in their eyes besides like financial stuff. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, it said the couple that got married young, it said they've been so surprised at the beauty of the mundane. So like cooking together, doing laundry, decorating for Christmas and, and stuff like that. So I just find it really interesting that, um, yes, the culture wants to, uh, lower the, the hype and the standard of marriage, but when they fully experience what it was meant to be, then there's joy out of it, whether it's a biblical joy of like doing biblical things together um, or just, you know, common graces of doing these things together, like cooking and laundry, you're finding joy in the small things. And I felt like that was really profound um, because for me, I experienced that too. Like I experienced joy doing Laundry and well, I, Lauren does most of the laundry, so she would be like, "You don't <laughs> do really laundry." <laughs> um, uh, doing the dishes and cooking for Lauren or us cooking together. There's just so much joy in that. And mm-hmm. for those that are listening, of like, 
going, trying to decide about marriage. Um, definitely this article is really, really interesting and you should read it because yeah. there's a lot of good examples and truths and it, like we've been harping on, these are not just, they are biblical truths, but they aren't, they're just common graces that these mm-hmm. people are experiencing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this is a really interesting mm-hmm. article. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, both of us were really surprised reading it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had the benefit of reading it through and kind of digesting it um, beforehand. But I think, you know, for me in closing, um, as I was reading it, you know, I obviously was encouraged to, but like uh, over the past three years, it seems like I've taken on more and more responsibility here at the church with doing the premarital counseling and I love it. And uh, I love talking, especially with younger couples who are in love. And I like my very first interview question, because usually before we go through the premarital counseling, I do a little interview. One of my first questions is, so what, why, why are you guys getting married? And, uh, and that this isn't a wrong answer, but the typical answer is, you know, well, you know, I, I love this person. You know, we just, you know, it has to do a lot with the emotions and being in love and this person's right for me and everything. And, and that's obviously a good sign. You want to see a couple <laughs> excited. I guess and feeling I just, compatible. It's the next step. Cut so. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like in the, there's a book that we use. Pastor West uses this book. I use the book as well. I've used it for years called Preparing for Marriage by Dennis Rainey. And chapters one and two are really going over the foundations of biblical marriage. And it answers the question, why? Why marriage? And it's not that their answers are wrong, but as we go through it, they realize there's it's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Not only are we in love, but we are entering into something that God created for a purpose and a reason. And it actually reflects more of who he is mm-hmm. imperfectly in our in our marriage but there's a lot of a reflection of it because we're created in the image of god and in marriage is is a greater reflection of of the trinity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's just a it's a beautiful beautiful thing and so if you know of anyone getting married if you are thinking of getting married i would encourage you go to your local church go to that pastor or a pastor that you know and ask for premarital counseling not just but we all need it yeah but also just to to enter into this you know, probably the most important decision that you're going to make besides making a commitment to follow Christ is making a commitment to somebody else and really understanding why do we have this thing called marriage in the first place? Is it biblical? Is it really needed? Why don't we just live together? Isn't that the same thing? It's so much more than that. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's it. That was the deep dish. Pretty cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, do we have any reminders, anything we need to share, like maybe, or yeah, subscribe? Definitely like and subscribe if and you're share. on, and share if you're on the yeah. audio side of things, give if, us a review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're still listening by now and you haven't liked the video, I'm disappointed. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Hit the like button. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make Alan cry. <laughs> don't like, make him cry. We don't want to see it's, it. No, we don't. It's, don't make me angry. Like yeah, really don't make dramatic, him angry. Actually. Um, we also just released... Uh, a new podcast called Real Talk Theology. Yeah. Um, right now, it's it once a month. Uh, but if y'all respond to it even more, we might increase that. Might. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. Um, yeah. But definitely go check that out. It's really cool. Um, with Brock and Allie and uh, Mitchell and Chris. <laughs> Aaron Mitchell. Yeah. I always do that. 
His last name is Mitchell. So he's I got do. two first names. Yeah. <laughs> so the, it's really cool. You should check it out. Yeah. Just theology for the everyday person and understanding how we play a role being just common theologians. So yeah. it's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Thank you.